1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: In order to see fruit, you got to toil for it. I think too many people don't want to toil for it. They just want to walk out here and think that they're going to make plays and think that they're going to perform at a high level. You need to have more people that want to work for it. I'm not expect it to be handed to them because this is the NFL. Nothing's handed to you. you got to earn everything. I think that, you know, dudes just think that because they're wearing the black and gold that they're going to win games. They got to earn that mentality and they got to earn every single blade of grass, and every single splash play and every single rep that they get out there. They, they got to earn it. You know, he probably was talking about smiling in the face of adversity. You know, these are going to be tough games. They they're going to be some adversity. It's going to be challenges. Nothing is going to be given to us, and and we got to fight that. We got to smile in the face of that. He's a guy that does that and lives that life, and I'm sure, he's just challenging others to do the same. We got to we got to do a better job of that in an effort to change the outcome of games. Certainly, do you
0: have enough guys in the locker room that smile in, in the face of adversity? In the- certainly,
2: I don't know about that. Awesome,
3: Axel, with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. So you heard Minka Fitzpatrick's comments as well as Mike Tomlin and the efforts. For the Steelers, it was questioned by Minka. And Minka pretty much put it out there. Who is really some of the guys who are most committed? And basically the fact that if you put on the black and gold, you expect to win. And that is the number one thing that comes with it, as it should. But things are different now. Things are not the way that they're supposed to be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for Mike Tomlin to just blatantly come out and say, ah, Minka was probably just smiling in the face of adversity. You know, you watch the clip. I watched the clip. Minka wasn't smiling. He didn't seem too pleased or too excited to be able to utter that off. After the game against the New England Patriots, Mike Tomlin spoke to the media yesterday with the Steelers game against the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday. 4-30 kick from Indianapolis, a triple header for the NFL on Saturday. And without college football Saturdays, you get the opportunity to have flexible NFL games that move around. And I want to hear from you, 412-928-9370, because Ryan Clark said some interesting things on the Minka comments, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. What is the Steeler way at this point in time? Hasn't it somewhat been lost? Lost in the shuffle of what the true Steeler way is? You know, Steeler football is tradition in this city. You go to different cities. I got the opportunity. I was fortunate enough to travel out for the Rams game to see Steelers and Rams. And walking around before the game, did so for about an hour and a half. Talked to some people I knew, some people that I did not know. Just to get a lay of the land and a feel for Steelers football, I also have other opportunities, other places that I work where I get to hear from people who are out-of-towners that come in for the games, and you just hear how much Steelers football means to them in different cities, and how much of a joyous ride it is for them to come to Pittsburgh, go to a game, have an opportunity to Steelers to see the Steelers up in person, and the importance that that People make trips around the Steelers surrounding their winter plans, whatever you want to call it. It's a big priority. So when you lose two games in a row at home to two and ten teams, one being Arizona, who really, what's your excuse there? And then the other in a loss to the New England Patriots, a team that legitimately can't get out of its own way and did not score the week before, it's a tough play to swallow. So, yeah, what is the Steeler way at this point in time? I think it's a realistic question to ask. You know, so many conversations in the past week, couple of days, really the last eh, maybe month, have been surrounding Mike Tomlin. A lot of it was at first Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett. Well, now Matt Canada's not here. And the offense has not gotten better. Kenny Pickett is hurt. This is a team that currently is not getting better offensively and continues to just trend in a negative direction. And Tomlin at his press conference talked about the offense. Before some of the games like Arizona and New England, they were scoring about 16 points per game. The last four the Steelers are averaging 11 points per game. They haven't scored over 20 points in a month and over 30 points in more than a year. The Jets scored 30 points last week. The Jets. With Zach Wilson. With rumors of Zach Wilson being hesitant to go back into the game and to even play this week. The New York Jets toward 30 points on the Houston Texans at home. Yeah. The Jets. But the Steelers, in the second half, their offense, yes, 11 plays, 32 yards, punt. <laughs> 11 plays, you went 32 yards, and they punted. An 11-play drive usually results in points. Typically, at least, is the case. Three plays, seven yards, punt. Three and out. Four plays, nine yards, they turned it over on downs. Four plays for 26 yards, they scored a touchdown. Yippee. Seven plays, 13 yards, they punted. And then six plays, 22 yards, they turned the ball over on downs. That's not counting. The nice two plays, get some yards, add to the stats on if you want to save one of those timeouts that Mike Tomlin did not use, you know, cock management, which is so key, but not very critical in the eyes of Tomlin, at least, has not been on full display for the Steelers. Could have been a timeout that they used at the very end with 15 seconds left on the clock. Throw over to the middle to Allen Robinson. And maybe you gave Chris Boswell a chance for a 60-yard field goal. Who knows what he's able to do because Boswell is just one of those guys that once you give him a shot, just like Aubrey for the Dallas Cowboys. What, made a 60-yarder, made a 59-yarder for Dallas on Sunday Night Football? In a trouncing against Philadelphia? What is the Steeler way? It's running the football and playing defense. It is. It hasn't wavered in that regard. That's still the identity of what the Steelers want to be. Given that we've seen Kenny Pickett throw for one hundred and seven, one hundred and fifteen, a lot of the times just under two hundred yards passing, it's a team that wants to run the football, as inefficient as it might be throwing it. You could blame Matt Canada, but you can't blame him for the last two performances. You could blame Kenny Pickett, but you can't blame him for the loss to New England. And he was 7-10, 70 yards against Arizona before he went out. A lot of people were too critical of Pickett for just that game. A lot of it just kind of naturally has to go on Tomlin and the staff. And the defense, that was not good enough. I mean, you gave up 21 points in the first half to New England. That's, that's not good enough. Like...
2: People are questioning, Tom Tomlin lost the locker room?
0: What can you do? What do you need to do so you don't lose this locker room?
2: Right? You know, I'm not really overly concerned about that. I'm focused on what we need to do to prepare this week. Uh, I imagine our group is as well, and we're going to tee up this performance. Also, people love Mason
3: Rudolph. The backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town, whether it was Mitch Strapicki or Mason Rudolph, for when Kenny Pickett was running the show. A show that would get what, like a C minus on Broadway? A 70, no, not 70, 50% grade? 70 would be like a C, right? C minus, but 50 would be a failing grade. Tomlin not losing the locker room. Yeah, I buy it. I believe it. There are a lot of different things that factor into that. Are the guys still playing hard for him? Yeah, sure doesn't seem like the offense really cares as much as it should, right? Mason Rudolph will get some more work, though. Right, Tomlin?
2: Mason will get an opportunity to get some reps. You don't get an opportunity to get a lot of that, particularly when you're at the three spot. When you're at the two spot and you have a full week, certainly. Last week, there were a limited amount of reps for all parties involved, and so he certainly will get more opportunity this week from a preparation standpoint.
3: The true reality is Mason Rudolph is not able to fix this. Mitch Trubisky is not able to fix this. Tommy DeVito's swinging it around on the Green Bay Packers last night and allowed Saquon Barkley to be able to have the ground game opened up. And the Giants pulled off a stunning win against Green Bay. Yesterday in the NFL, two Monday Night Football games, it was a perfect microcosm of everything that the Steelers are not. Tennessee went on the road and beat Miami. That's the team that Crowley picked to go to the Super Bowl. 28-27, Tennessee with Will Levis. What happened? He rallied the Titans down 15 points in the fourth quarter. And yeah, he did throw a pick six in the first quarter. It wasn't good. 327 yards, a touchdown, 86% rating. It wasn't great, but he led the way in the end when they needed it. Tennessee, who has no business, no business, being in the same conversation of the Miami Dolphins, won it by one. The Giants against Green Bay. Green Bay, a playoff team in the eyes of many. 24-22 loss to the Giants, where the Giants... They led most of the way in the second half. 14 points in the third quarter. No Daniel Jones. No problem. Game-winning field goal for the Giants. Able to beat the Green Bay Packers where? Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't flashy. 157 yards and a touchdown. Also ran for 71 yards. Two scores for Saquon Barkley. My point of the matter is, it's just the overall scheme of the offense how Matt Canada schemed everything up you, you can't just completely dip out of it so Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner they're not in the best position either but the Steelers just need to clean house offensively and that might include also some of the players as well you know there are numbers out there about how the offensive line has performed and how James Daniels has not allowed a single sack on 349 pass blocking snaps this season like that's not something that you'd be able to just pull off the top of your head right but Jalen Warren, 14 runs at 10-plus yards since week eight, is first in the NFL during that period. Like, well, There are some surprising numbers from pro football focus to show that there are some positive signs from the Steelers. But Kenny Pickett has six touchdowns this year, and Tommy DeVito has nine. Daniel Jones played for a decent amount of the season before getting hurt. Tomlin spoke on Rudolph and said he you know, hasn't had a lot of exposure in terms of in-helmet prep. Don't know, we evaluate practice performances in that way, and he'll get a chance to work, and we'll evaluate what that work is. He's not going to be able to help this team and save this team. Where right now, the Steelers in a multitude of teams that are all currently with the same record, seven and six, are the number one team, number two wild card, six overall in the AFC, seven and six, followed by Indianapolis, Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo. If you look at the tiebreakers, it is a Rolodex. Of things that just go well for the Steelers. It really is. And I want your calls 412 928 9370. We'll get into this a little bit more coming up after the break. Overall playoffs in the wild card. Why do the Steelers have the tiebreaker? It's a paragraph. Wins tiebreaker over Indianapolis based on best win percentage in common games, wins the tiebreaker over Buffalo and Denver based on win percentage in conference games. Division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Cincinnati because Pittsburgh has the tiebreaker over Cincinnati on head-to-head winning percentage. Division tiebreak was initially used to eliminate Houston. Indianapolis wins the tiebreaker over Houston based on head-to-head winning percentage. <sighs> we could take a breath now. The book has been read on why the Steelers are the number six seed. What should they be? And where are they going? Look, I thought this team was going to win 10 games. I thought they could win 11. I had said 11 and 6. And you thought that you know, they beat Arizona. They beat New England. Two things that should happen. Mike Tomlin is 3-8 and eight against Bill Belichick. 3-10, and ten, rather, against Bill Belichick. Including the last two years. This year, where there's no excuse for why he lost. And last year, with Mitch Trubisky, he got just thrown around by the Bill Belichick defense. Another terrible performance by Mike Tomlin. And Minka Fitzpatrick said what he said about how you put on the Steeler uniform. Maybe you just expect results. Ryan Clark, he put on the Steeler uniform. He got results, for the championship. Zero people care about the Steeler way. Zero?
4: You just said there's 53 on a roster, right?
2: TJ mm-hmm. and Minka and, and Cam. Hayward? We'll give them three. We'll give yeah. Them three.
4: Yeah. So, so when I when I say zero, I don't necessarily mean it literally. So let me. But you heard Mika Fitzpatrick okay. say that there are people in that locker room that think just wearing those colors entitles you to wins and it doesn't you can't will wins in the league and when a guy comes out after only two losses it says like people need to approach it different they need to work different that's because he's seen things around that locker room around that practice field in those meeting rooms that doesn't lead him to believe everybody's putting their hand in the pile the same way and we got to see it right on film right in front of us with deontay johnson with not blocking after him losing a football in the end zone and then not even chasing down uh, D.J. Turner after the fumble the recovery. And so when you look at messaging, Coach T doesn't need to change who he is, but the messaging has to change.
3: That's a fair point for Ryan Clark because part of the Steeler way, what is the Steeler way, has to do with effort, physicality. And sometimes the effort just isn't there. And it's also a mentality. I think the mentality has been there. Whether it be comments from Tomlin, who's even come out and said, yeah, I won't really tell the truth sometimes. Comments that we've heard from other members of the offense and just the disheveledness of this team. The fight in the locker room. There's just so many things that you can point to and identify that Things have just gone wrong. Do you want to see this team in the playoffs? They just lost back-to-back games to two-win teams? I don't know what Indianapolis is going to look like. And that's the thing. As a Steelers fan, you expect rough, tough football with an expectation, of physicality, an expectation that you're going to win, and a mentality that you got to work for it. And I feel like that's been lost. That's not there anymore. Can it get? Can it come back very soon? Quickly enough? Yes. With a little bit of different messaging, then maybe things can change. Now, do you throw that on Tomlin? Do you throw that on ownership? Do you throw that on some of the leaders in the locker room? And how many leaders remain in that locker room? It's Cam Hayward. It's Micah Fitzpatrick. It's TJ Watt. Who on the offensive side of the ball is your leader. Kenny Pickett was named a captain. Mason Cole has talked to the media a lot. George Pickens isn't your leader. Deontay Johnson's not your leader. Najee Harris? Saying that Mitch Trubitsky, yeah, he's good, I guess. Galen Warren, is he your leader? Pat Fryermuth, who's been injured a lot this season, doesn't seem like too much of a vocal guy. Who's your leader on offense? With Ben no longer here. It was a long time ago, but Heinz Ward. Marquis Pouncey. Max Starks. i you know, I'm kind of dating this a little bit. Back to when the Steelers were, again, winning championships. And in contention. And not tied with the same amount of playoff wins as the Pirates since 2013. She need leaders. In the defense... Partly can take accountability for that. But it's the offense that does not have leaders that can, as Mike Tomlin said, smile in the face of adversity. The Wake Up Show, it's presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work. At 84 Lumber, apply at 84lumber.com. 412-928-9370. Touch on the Penguins. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
3: brought to you by sun chevy 23 silverados 1500s are up to 7500 in rebates sunchevy.com currently 30 degrees will be a high of 45 today with a low of 29 partly cloudy conditions should be pretty clear all day but heavy winds are expected more coming up next it's the family early morning show i'm austin Bechtel with you here on the fam It's the fan early morning show. Austin Beck told with you. Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday, talked about ah, brevity of different things, including the fact that TJ Watt, concussion protocol. Tomlin was not aware he changed out his visor, though. TJ
2: came back in, he was wearing a dark visor, and a lot of fans have made a big issue about this because he's in concussion protocol. Is that what would be the reason for switching to a? I, I wasn't aware of that, to be honest with you, so I don't. I don't have a response to that. I wasn't aware that that he changed visors. or He normally wears a visor. You mean the tint of his visor was different? I wasn't aware of that.
3: Hmm. That's not something that's a big thing to notice, but I think it would be something that maybe Tomlin would notice because it is his star player. It's his best player on the entire team and might be the best player in the NFL. So that's a potential... Aspect of it. One more tidbit from Tomlin.
2: I think oftentimes these discussions come up when you're not getting the desired results that that you look for, and so you know I'm not alarmed by the discussion. I'm putting my focus where it should be on our prep and improving our prep in an effort to improve our performance. And sometimes improving prep is just acknowledging some things that you're not doing well or you're not doing well right now. It might just be because of the collection or the makeup of divisional labor or people that you have doing it. In those instances, those things need to be minimized.
3: He's not alarmed. Should you? Let's go to Ted. Hey, Matt Washington. What's going on, Ted? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, real quick, um, Bob Tomlin.
5: Look, there's three words you're constantly hearing through this season to me, which is disturbing: communication, accountability, and discipline.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's the little things, thing? Ted. It's the little things they're not doing right. Oh, those little things
5: are adding up to big things. That's why they're losing. Yep. And when it comes to his organization as a whole, they have problems. Um, with Tomlin, it's obvious he cannot pick the coaching staff. He needs a lot of help. And to me, you should do a wholesale when it comes to offense and defense. Not signing or getting rid of Brian Forrest, to me, was a huge mistake. Absolutely huge on the defensive side of the ball. And you see what he's doing in Minnesota. They should never let him go. He should have been a defensive coordinator. Also, on the offensive side, um, with Tomlin, you can't pick your best friends. <laughs> you know, that's how they got the job. Right. Uh, and, and, and the Rooney's, you know, they, they need to really help him. They need to give him a coaching staff. Everybody needs to be gone on this coaching staff next year.
3: I appreciate the call, Ted. Yeah, I mean, when is the last time that you felt good about the Steelers' offensive coordinator? Ken, was it on? Bruce Arians? Todd Haley, people like are clamoring for Todd Haley to come back. Do you remember the amount of people that did not feel too great about Todd Haley when he was here? And people want him back. Now, I don't think that'll end up being the case with like Coach Randy or Matt Canada, obviously, in the next couple of years. The, when the, remember, the expectation was 30 points a game. The killer bees, Ben, Bell, Brown, Martavis Brian in there, Chris Boswell kicking field goals. Todd Haley was seen as somebody that the Steelers could easily replace and find somebody else better than. The offense has not been the same since he left. What's up? You're on the fam. Yeah, hey, bud. How you
0: doing this morning? Good. How are you? Oh, hey, I want to lay on in this Tomlin situation. All I hear, uh, you know, it's about this guy, about that guy. This goes back three years ago. Tomlin should have been gone... When they were 11 and what was 11 and 1? 11
3: and 0 they started in 2020.
0: Yeah, yeah, and went rock bottom. Okay, that's one. And let me explain something. He lost, that's about when he lost his interest in coaching football. Okay? I have never seen a head coach on the sideline without a playbook or a, or a tablet or a clipboard. He doesn't wear a headset, rarely. I mean, the guy doesn't care. His own players screw him under the bus. David said we were ill-prepared for the game. The guy should have been gone years ago. You guys should pick up on this. You're the experts. He should have been gone years ago. That's all I'll say, buddy.
3: Appreciate it. Yeah, he does wear a headset. He is involved in play calling. Many think that Mike Tomlin is the one that calls the defense and that Terrell Austin's role more so is to more so go over things defensively, Make sure things are aligned properly as well. But when we point to the defense and we say the defense got shredded, a lot of the times we say the Mike Tomlin defense against New England is the one that got shredded. Mike Tomlin is actively involved in all things defensively. We know that's the case. He is. He does wear a headset. He is, Let's not undersell the involvement of Mike Tomlin in the team Many questions are surrounding, does Tomlin have too much of a hand and a footprint on the team where a a guy like Brian Flores is not allowed to stay and create and get a promotion from the Steelers? Could you have made Brian Flores and Terrell Austin co-defensive coordinators or promoted Terrell Austin to, what, assistant head coach or something? Give him a new role, a new title. Where he could still work with the defense, but it's something different and a new responsibility so that you can completely shift some things around and keep Brian Flores, who's a very well-respected defensive mind, who has done some good things in Minnesota during their revelation with Josh Dobbs, who actually got benched for Nick Mullins. So yeah... think Brian Flores, as it's been brought up before, would have been a great candidate to keep around. We've also talked about offensive coordinators. But hey, Danny Smith's still here. He's been around for what seems like the dawning of a new day. Forever. So yeah, that is one important thing that is not, that is kind of lost in the shuffle, I guess I'd say. Is how Tomlin and Brian Flores, and it was more so that Flores got another opportunity, a chance to become a defensive coordinator again. And was it really that Tomlin did not want to give more responsibility to Flores, who, yeah, at some point in time is going to become a head coach again? You shouldn't have to fear losing Brian Flores sometime down the road. Maintain the best guys on your staff. And that's another gripe with offensive coordinators and young up and coming head coaches that potentially young coordinators that you could lose them. As they become a head coach. Look at Johnson in Detroit. Bobby Slowick in Houston. What Mike McDaniel was in San Francisco. Yeah, guys are going to grow up. They're going to mature. They're going to move into different roles. Especially guys that are innovative, creative. And have just a knack for offense. Which is what this team needs. Am I confident that the Steelers are going to go out and add a 35-year-old young guy to be a new coordinator? I'm not. One final call. What's up? You're on the fan. Good morning.
0: Old German Rod. Mike wants his um, footprint on everything. He doesn't want an assistant coach of a thinker. He wants them to be a listener. And I see reports that they want to bring in like Justin Fields next year and other things try to go after. Uh, You can't go after a good, offensive player without a good offensive coordinator, and Mike will never let you have that. So I would think you'd need to go after Philadelphia's um, offensive coordinator for head coach, and maybe uh, Miami's um, offensive coordinator, and change everything up. Yeah, I hope we go go 7 and 10, because maybe that'll open Rooney's eyes.
3: Yeah, and I I wouldn't completely rule that out from potentially happening as well, 7 and 10 at this point. But the Steelers aren't going to lose out. That's just not going to happen. That's not the Steeler way in the Steeler DNA. It's just not. The, the Steelers are better than losing to 2-10 two and teams. We were talking about this team at various points of potentially being like the number one seed or winning the division. And clearly that's not going to end up being the case. But there's still talent on this team. They're not going to completely bottom out, right? If they do then it could be more of a chance that Mike Tomlin is no longer here. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that there is the best likelihood ever that it could, or maybe that it should. But it still probably won't. And maybe he will play out at the end of his contract. Or if this thing does bottom out at 7-10, and 10, maybe that's it, and they try to trade him. The pre-show is next. Austin Bechtold with you. You can follow me on Twitter, at Austin Bechtold. Crowley, Doran, coming up next on The Fam.